0: Yeah, buddy, it's your boy Taiso here once again, man. So yeah, man, it's over here just going through some things. Well, for a little bit of a hiatus, we're really able to get, really get to my phone, but now I'm back, man. Yeah, so I'm over here just doing um some big things, man. Basically, just yesterday, last night, I got hit in the face with humble pie with my personal growth journey. Um, I just slapped me completely up in the face. That made me realize, man, it's a lot of things I got to do um, to get better. And, um, I, I, I got, um, uh, I got some things to learn. Like I thought I was further along than my, in my spiritual journey. Than I, <laughs> I actually, actually was. And, um, but it's pushing me to go forward. Um, um, just, uh, there's still some repressed emotions that I have to heal. Some like, you know, repressed emotions. I have to heal, you know, emotional wounds that I have to heal. Um, and there's still, um, um, you know, half my life aim, but I'm not. I'm, there's still more I can do to be more in line with my life aim. the stuff that I'm doing that's not part of my life aim, so I got to make sure that I start, I start doing that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man. So I just got to just, just um, try to go through and just go through with the fundamentals of spiritual growth. Which you know, a, little, a lot of times like you know, raising the emotional state. But I think the a way that people can understand so people don't get confused out here in this piece is just the concept of you know just being just being truly who you are unapologetically at all times to everyone. You know, that's really what what like I think what spiritual growth, emotional growth actually is having healthy positive emotions, um, doing actions and saying words that are powered by healthy positive emotions at all times okay and um you know perfect you know emotional destruction is having um you know not being yourself you know just just using like low level emotions to make all your decisions like shame and guilt so um you know this episode is definitely dedicated to um caroline jewel so um yeah just wanted just uh Shout out to her if you're watching this. I just want to just say thank you. Um, she definitely is the one I can give credit for hitting me in the face with this humble pie. You know, um, you know, she uh, expresses what's known as um, positive sexuality, and she has a has a, um, some different things where you can reach her. But um, one thing that she gave me with her card was she has like a, um, a podcast called Hanky Panky Podcast. You know be sure to check her out you know um be sure to check her out at Carl, uh, carol caroline caroline com. you know what i mean and uh yeah just um check her out too you know because you have all the information like was like cg no that's no, the cj because it's cj at caroline it's an email address on her car but yeah check check her out she does a lot she does a lot um she has a very interesting story you know um i'm over here at the um once again at the um erotica um 2022 um you know made it here last year had a great experience this one was a little bit a little bit different kinda, kind of kind uh, of last year i didn't really know what to expect so i kind of just kind of went with a little bit with the went with the flow a little uh, you know went with the flow but this somehow a little bit of a more of a um idea and a concept and a goal that was a little bit more straightforward and I was just talking to people and um, trying to um, uh, you know accelerate you know my personal growth journey um, I had no idea what it was going to go through I'm um, basically just I wanted to practice you know expressing what my um what my life aim is express people that you know I do spiritual growth which you know I told some people but as soon as they got to talking to actual people at the event I We've been going blank on that, but, um, also, but the, another thing too was just getting rid of like any type of shame that I, um, experienced, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, so that's what spiritual growth is. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be who you are at all times and the ways that you do that is, is you have to, um, you know, eliminate, you have to, you have to, you have to do things based on positive emotions, like fulfillment and what you and who you truly are. And like you know, your life aim or your why, your purpose, and don't do things based on things that are fueled by shame and and guilt and you know negative emotions, just anger and just this negative emotions. So, um, so really, I wanted to do with this um, event was really just put myself outside my comfort zone and really, really deal with I believe the most powerful form of shame, which is, um sexual shame anything relating to sexuality how people you know go through and shame you that is i believe the worst um type of shame that you can possibly um um go through because it's it's societal um a lot of societies always you know put more emphasis on it it's something that you get shamed of at an early age and anything that you do um with that you know is really powerful to shame you so I am just trying to do whatever it takes to um, you know, uh not not, you know, let that hold me back. You know, um talking to different types of people. Um, I think the biggest and thing that helped me out is, you know, I went and talked to some people who are in, you know, the lifestyle um, community. Um, you know, basically, you know, um I don't know, I I I don't wanna use The word swingers it sounds a little derogatory, but yeah, it's kind of like what's what's going on, you know. Um, you know, couples, as you know, sometimes a little bit of an open relationship and things like that. Um, some people call it, you know, wife swapping, but after talking about it and learning more about it, um, I did see a little bit more that it wasn't just you know, people just going to a room, and everybody swapping wives. A lot of times, you know, it's it's I really can't do, I really can't do the um. The, you know the community, you know, justice with the descriptions. But it's just for anything that I just saw when it came to the community, you know, and it was with the um uh with that, that community. We seen, like I said, that, you know, I've have, have heard that, you know, the community can be a little bit, you know, judgmental when it comes to that community. But uh, one thing that I do like about hyper lifestyle meeting people like that is that, you know, they really, really are working on healing emotional shame. And that is really, really um a good thing that people have to um go through and um you know and um, you know, take care of, you know what I mean? And um just being just more open about, you know, um that part of that part of their life and, you know, when it comes to it comes to things, ideas like sexuality and it just it's just, it's just just overall pretty pretty solid, you know. And I just think like one of the forerunners who does it for the right reasons with extremely extremely positive energy is um it's Carolyn, It's Carolyn, Um, Carolyn Jules. Man, I hope I'm pronounced otherwise. Right. She told me her name. She said her name in the seminar. Car- Caroline, Caroline, Caroline Jules. So, Caroline. She's just um, just incredible. Um, yeah, you know, she has podcast. The book probably be better to get her story from that. But you know, it's what I heard from this first time I ever really hearing about her. Um, a concept that uh, really got me was like. Um, she became like she became like a porn star pretty late. Like she didn't come porn star till like age thirty five, which is considered extremely, extremely late. Um and she got into the industry, became pretty successful first couple of years and um then really, really ran into some issues um with, you know, her her family finding out, especially the hardest hit was her dad and um her, her dad finding out about it and basically disowning her. Um, And she she basically tried to quit the industry, you know, to appease them. It wasn't good enough. And then she just, you know, went back and, um, you know, realized that, you know, she got to do more things just for her. And she went on her own spiritual growth journey, you know, and um, really, really just went to the part now that she's just really, really thriving. Like, I just met for the first time yesterday, and I could just feel the positive energy and the positive vibe just oozing out of her. Like um, just hearing her talk and just hearing all the things that she went through, you know, she had a situation to where her dad disowned her um she had, she was already married beforehand, that marriage you know um you know fell through, and then she also had two kids. she went you know far enough to you know tell her kids about it, you know what I mean that's something that that um uh, like a lot of people that that would I would imagine like fear like you know that their kids know what's going on like what they're doing out there and um she was able to go through and express it and at least like you know tell her kids and their kids they know about it and stuff like that and um it's um so so overall she's just just she free you know she's able to really really be her um really be herself from the level that i have really even seen even like any type of spiritual growth uh, like communities like she is um like super super like high level when it comes to this so I really really just consider her and a lot of the people out there that do these types of you know things with um with such but with such um with like things like in this this type of industries you know sex education industries I really just considering them all just spiritual growth operators you know they basically do the same thing that I do it just so happens that they you know it just happens to have a lot of sexuality attached to it and I believe that uh especially when it comes to like you know the shame aspect of it because there's two ways that you have to go through a spiritual growth a good analogy that i heard was that you know the concept of spiritual growth is like a high it's like a it's like a um like a hot air balloon um hot air like like to, to lift it up is your positive is your positive emotions that's the force that lifts up your hot air balloon so you got to make sure you have powerful hot air that goes into the hot air balloon to lift it up that's when you have like your positive emotions like that's what we have like high level purpose and things like that that's what i believe but i'm probably more um an uh, in- apt to because um when it comes to um the purpose it's not just me saying my purpose is you know just to help you know just like you know the next man do you know a y and z and just help like you know like a small group of people like you know have a, like, like a bike shop and i say oh my my purpose is to help you know other people come with their own bike shop like i'm really really expanding my love as far as I can possibly take it, you know, like the, well, one goal that I have so far is that just to expand it for the whole, like, you know, whole human race. It's not just for the present, um, in the future, in the form of, you know, stopping global disasters, like asteroids, hurricanes, volcanoes, We're all supposed to be a, like a thing of the past and people to be able to handle that as easy as we can handle, like, you know, if somebody had like a fire, like somebody lit, lit a table on fire in the middle of the room, you'll be able to go through you know have tools to suppress it, and that's what I want to do you know um but um and the ultimate project when it comes down to it is um me being able to help you know humans survive the um you know environmental collapse so you know if anybody don't know what that is, you know basically environmental collapse is the name I give for the scenario you know in classical you know astrophysics is that look um so basically how how it is how it works is that the universe that we have the universe that we live in. Always expands out like the universe is a lot bigger today than it was like a million years ago because you know it came from you know from the the Big Bang and you know don't make the current theories like you know came from a Big Bang that was all clustered and then boom it spread it um, you know it spread it out that's kind of like I think that was like one of the main things that kind of how people come up with the Big Bang Theory was because of the fact that they can notice that stars kept expanding out. they said well if expand out that way if you go further back in time, that means it was closer. If you could go further back in time it's they they were they were more compact closer and closer closer to you get to a point where all the universe was just this tiny um small dot of just intense intense energy um that was confined like the whole universe then boom it explodes, and the energy you know created you know the um, universe, you know what I mean you know I personally starting to believe that you know what the big bang we're describing was not the first big bang i think it was just the most recent big bang i think where universe works is you know it expands out they go back to another big bang which then back and compacts explode come back like, um you know expands contracts explodes so but anyway i'm not gonna going to try to go into that but anyway um yeah that's that's what i do so um there's two ways the world can be um like universe can be you know destroyed eventually because it will just age until it just gets destroyed In primary two theories is theory one universe expands until it can't no longer expand anymore it just rips itself apart or the universe goes back into um it expands as far as it can but then it stops and goes back into its um back into its condensed pre-big bang condition and then boom a big burst of energy will make um you know a new big bang and put the inner universe back out either way um it's very unlikely that if the if future humans survive everything else that they'll be able to survive this in in you know like a universe you know equivalent um, um energy flow so um what i just believe is that you know if for, for for mankind to really really survive we event we have to be able to start working on working on a plan to try to travel to parallel universes, so you know you gotta be able to do that so project I'm working on is trying to find some type of way where you can move this the whole whole solar system um that they you know that humans will whatever solar system that humans own at the time and move it from the previous um current you know um so universe to a, a parallel universe so so I see, and then that's probably some work you know, and Hopefully, I can put some momentum to the next generation can pick up on it, so on and so forth. So eventually, when the time needs for humans to be able to need, need it, however long that is, whether it's billions of years or whatever, um, they'll be. They can be ready and be able to have the tools to be able to, to survive. Because I believe they just have a right to, you know, you know, li- live, you know, live their life, live, live a long life. They don't have to worry about Armageddon and complete extinction. So I don't believe any species deserve just to go through complete extinction you gotta be do whatever you can to prevent it so yeah so that's kind of like you know my um my expertise some it's like you know when it comes to that the hot air balloon was super super strong but i really really guys just do a better job of the um with but what you know don't listen to Catherine and her stories You may realize like man i gotta deal get better with dealing with the um with with the with the sandbags, So there's two things. There's the hot air balloon that brings people up. That's positive emotions, your purpose, and um, you know how much unconditional love you can give to others. And there are the sandbags. The sandbags are basically the ones that um, bring everything down. What stops you from from moving up? And these are the these are basically all your Negative repressed emotions are the biggest, are the biggest triggers, or anything that you do, that, that, that you that you do just because somebody shamed you or made you feel guilty, and you did it out of these negative emotions like shame and guilt, and that is what's um, you know dragging, you know, dragging you down. And um, I believe that like the most, you know, like I said before, that's the sexual shame is the most powerful form of shame, and that is something that I, I, I struggle with. And it was a piece of humble pie because so I really thought I was a little bit stronger when it came to I'm um, done with all types of shame. Like, you know, like the reason why I even got into personal growth, like when I was a kid in the first place is cause I, cause I had, you know, you know my story, I, um, grew up with health problems. Um, I was born premature. It gave me a series of health problems, um, which included having a real bad stutter. Um, bad motor skills when they really tie my shoes to so like the age of seven, had a bad stutter to the age of ten. Uh I was able to clear those relatively easily, but you know, the worst one that didn't get cleared up until um until I was like around twelve, well actually thirteen was um had like like you had problems with my digestive tracts. So I was always constipated and then had to the point where I would go to the bathroom myself at least once a week. At least two two or three times a week, but at least once a week, um you know, probably that was a good week. I can't remember much many times between the age when I actually was going to school until I was thirteen. I didn't at least go to the bathroom on myself at least once so it might have been some maybe a couple of good weeks here or there, but um it was so so constant, so I had to deal with that constant embarrassment of going to the bathroom on yourself, doing number two on yourself as the as, as, as a kid, you know what I'm saying? People don't mind it when you're, when you're five months old. When you turn five years old, yeah, that's not really, people don't really like that too much. So I had a medical condition and had to deal with that embarrassment and really, really had to go through and thrive in that environment by using techniques. Primary technique was um, changing my focus, focusing on how can I make my life better instead of focusing on what my problems are. That was like my primary technique and um, it was pretty successful to the point that by the end of my um, kindergarten year, um, I was able to have people, you know, I was able to, you know, attract friends, and have positive energy that people like being around me, and even the people who made fun of me and didn't want to be around me um, because I smelled bad, wanted to try to be my friends. Of course, of course, I considered them to be fake people, so I turned away those kids, but, you know, it just showed me that, you know, as long as you have positive energy, you know, people will overlook a lot of your shortcomings, as long as that energy's positive so, started off my journey and then, you know, zooming that and then took it to the next level, 19 and then, you know, now, you know early 30s, making it work so, but you know, after dealing with all that, that stuff and the trauma that came with you know, smelling, like smelling bad and embarrassment of that, I thought I pretty much had a pretty good idea when it came to trauma but, um, um another thing so it's just this gets harder um another thing that's that that was kind of getting to me too um has been you know me going through and make like making this course like i want to and me really expressing myself, i'm expressing myself is really um dealing with a lot of shame too when it just comes to me expressing people that i do spiritual growth because something that i always consider myself to be pure a pure scientist so, me saying, like, you know, what I really do in life is do spiritual growth. just makes me feel, feel weird. Um, it really wasn't until, like, December coming up that we were really, really able to, you know, actually I was so happy I was able to talk to Dee Dee and um, talking to her. And then she was able to express, you know, uh, some ideas. And I was able to really um, open up to her and say, listen, I do spiritual growth. But it's really, really been hard for me to tell other people. Like, I keep overlooking it just the other day like i was just so frustrated yesterday because caroline asked me like what do you do what do you do instead of me saying listen i do spiritual growth you know that's what i do um you know help people you know find what i call the life aim and the private price i'm working on some people to um heal from something i call the helpless baby effect all this stuff i'm working on spiritual growth um, you know, and push and emotional growth, the things that I love, I said, oh, well, you know, I work at a factory making garbage disposals. What? The reason why I, I just, I, could, I just kind of, I was kind of, I couldn't even, I was so embarrassed and um, to admit it, and if you go out here in this caring line, like, man, I'm just, feel so bad, like, you know, because, you know, I was able to really express, like, what it is that I do you know and then you know cuz I didn't really ex- express what I did she kind of tried to you know we don't express to people exactly like what you do they kind of fill in the blanks for you so you know definitely um so I don't know so she just kind of just took it as you know I'm um I'm, I'm just a guy who um works at a factory who has some desire to try to be you know like a like a porn star potentially and stuff like that which you know was not exactly all all that I I was about, you know what I mean? I mean, cause I don't even know if I even wanted to, cause 'cause there wasn't really so much about that. Like I was just thinking about it. The whole thing is about, is I, it's deeper. Like I'm just trying to figure out a way to deal with, um, heal heal, like, you know, sexual, like like sexual shame and try to find some type of way that I don't have to keep suffering from that. Cause I, I believe that if I can figure out how to deal with sexual shame, I can be able to deal with any other type of shame, which includes me um being able to um deal with the shame of me um a of people that I love doing personal growth, so I don't know so it's not so' I mean, we'll see how it goes i'm mean, beyond I, I don't know if that's exactly gonna be the um the answer um to how they deal with this sexual um the sect with the sexual shame, but I'm just you know keeping the options open but anyway, the whole point of it is is that it's just difficult you know and um it's just been hard like I was um you know it took me so it was so difficult for me to get up here because I was so nervous and I could barely function sometimes even getting to my car driving up here so I'm like oh man I cannot believe I'm driving up here for for an adult for an uh, adult entertainment convention and stuff like that and a few people that I told you know it was really really hard and um it didn't go over too well. I have had a conversation with 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 um, somebody who I met recently, and telling her about where I'm going, and then she come, kept commenting on you know, the fact that I, every time I would exp- to express it, I would always look down, and I would just, you know, say it with, like with a small voice, like, "Yeah, I'm going to, you know, uh, adult entertainment convention, and you know, they I be like things like porn stars there and stuff, and just." really really was really closed up about it and um i really didn't have the words to explain why i did it at beforehand but the really really reason why i did that because you know i felt shame you know really i really felt shame that i was coming here and um which, which is, which is not which which is um uh, which i shouldn't because you know I'm, I'm doing this to better myself to try to figure out how, how i can destroy shame so i can you know help teach other people to you know to heal their own emotional wounds and, you know, and then when I came here last night, there was a they had a meeting for, you know, the people that do like the lifestyle um, community. And I couldn't find the com- they can invite me out to um, a party, but I couldn't find it. Um, there was two buildings where it could be. And both times I went up in there. Um, the only thing I had to do was just ask somebody, hey, um, I'm here for the lifestyle community. Where are they at? Um, but I, I physically couldn't say the words I literally couldn't try to admit to anybody even though it, this was like a community, a group of people that was um, all about sexuality like literally one of the places that it was was literally like a strip club where everybody out there had naked women everywhere and stuff like that but I literally even in an environment like that I couldn't put those words together like cause that's how embarrassed and, you know, and shameful I was not really really like, you know, shocked me. Like I really thought that I was was um, a little bit um, better than this. And then having her tell the, she, she also one during the seminars, Carolyn told stories about how she had um, about, about, about you know, she would be talking and then there will be guys who, um, you know, was explaining how they were really ashamed to be there. And she said like a story that really, really got me was, there was a, a after she know she told her story about how her father disowned her for her decisions to you know become a sexologist and really get on deep into the sex the adult um education you know industry um sexologists and things like that she told a story about a guy who um she was uh, at a seminar she was explaining that um uh, she saw like a guy in the back just started crying because um, what happened was his, um, his mother found out that he was at, you know, at, a, at an adult, um, you know, at adult entertainment, the, um, education event, you know, I don't know, I don't know if she said they they actually came to like the one last year or something like that, or it was like a different one. I don't really know, but he just, his mother found out, basically sent him a text and said, don't bother coming back home. And he said, as she said, she just, really just started crying you know and I'm um, just really just couldn't take it and i was like man like you know i feel the same way you know everybody go and find out that you know this is something i'm trying to i'm trying to do and i'm trying to um work on you know get this on too but you know but the whole thing about this is that i'm trying to do what it takes to destroy shame so i'm trying to keep this is a spiritual growth journey i know on the outside people don't understand what, what i'm talking about but this is good to have like you know emotional growth so that's what i'm just trying to work on so yeah so you know that's basically what's, what's going on here and um yeah so basically it's just a big slap in the face with um uh, with um some reality and um yeah so i'm working hard to make some things happen so you know, just shout out to, you know, Caroline, you know, it's really, she's really, really helping me, um, um, take my, you know, spiritual growth journey to the next level, and I have to go and, um, talk, talk with people, and about how to, you know, make some things better, you know, um, because, yeah, I got to start get ready, because it's about to start pretty soon, but, um, I guess one thing that really, really, um, uh, I guess I'll just talk about, you know, um, one of the things I'm working on is um, that I got to practice explaining to people some might as well just you know to start now. It's, um, one thing that I'm working on my spiritual journey is it's a, something that I call the helpless baby effect um, that I believe a concept that that explained to really really help people to articulate um, what's going on with them and really help people to um, you know actually be themselves out here and understand that why it's difficult for them to be themselves um, try to get out to you guys like the quick um, answer It's like, um, the helpless baby effect is, um, uh, is, is what I call the phenomenon of you know, um, people wanting uh, a, a world where everybody will show them unconditional compassion, um, un- 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 unconditional love, which is, you know, love, the idea of love is a fine ass. People basically. Um, taking care of them, protecting them, feeding them, basically just um, just looking after them um, no matter what. No matter what they do, no matter what bad they do. And they just um, could just get that from, from anybody. You know what I mean? And that's like the helpless baby effect. You see that when people, um, you know, um, are, are just like leeches sometimes where you have somebody who who always needs help? Always needs somebody to try to take care of them. You help them like, like, uh, like you can help them 50 times, 100 times, 200 times. And the one time that you say no, they get mad at you, and then they want to, you know, they want to like, um, you know, like, like, like disown you and shame you and try to guilt you, and all of that. You know, what I mean, I, I believe that's also what explains why, you know, why people can can make a whole bunch of money and they just never really feel fulfilled no matter how much money they get. And that's um, you know, pretty much the general idea. Um, overall, what it, what it is, is that um, the things that you learn are the things that, the th- first things that you learn first are the things that are the most difficult to um, unlearn and to get rid of, um, especially when it comes to things of survival um I mean, we're we're humans um humans are pretty unique in the fact that um humans there's not really a lot of species of animals that really really take care of their offspring um for years to the you know to a very very high level extent um you know you do you know some special species of deer and you know and gazelle that as soon as they get born um they're able to get up and walk you know what i mean um they're able to do something at least, at least be like autonomous be able to take care of themselves human babies are not like that um, um human babies um are completely completely you like helpless until like uh, around like age two they, they they can do like the bare minimum of function but maybe it's not even until like age five to age seven they're able to really really be able to you know be able body and be able to you know function as as a tiny human um, but definitely before the age of two, they're basically, um, sitting ducks, they can't really do anything, they can't even, um, move, really, um, they can't communicate, all they can do is cry, so you have to figure out exactly what's going on, and, um, yeah, um, that's basically what a, what a human baby is, um, this, this comes from, um, I believe this, 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 this comes from, you know, evolution, this comes from evolution, um, what happened is that um, primates, you know, evolved, you know, you know in the jungle, Africa, and things like that. And there was a bunch of trees where, you know, primates, you know, swing on trees and they get their food, you know, a lot of it from the trees. But eventually, you know, through climate change and changes in the environment, the forest had started to dissipate and they were like these lone trees and um, that were spread out. And the only way to get to them now is that humans had to have to learn how to walk. So have become, you know, whatever the word is, bipodal or whatever it is. I don't know. I can't remember the word, but you know, they have to learn how to walk. And the most successful humans were the ones whose bodies actually start evolving and adapting to, so they can um they can walk better. Um, the most prominent change was um having humans to develop a narrow a narrow pelvis so they can be able to walk better. Um, it's very very um beneficial to be able Um, have another pelvis you can walk but the downside of having no no um, narrow pelvis is that it made childbirth a lot a lot um, more difficult very difficult made it made it a lot more difficult um what happened was that um um, you know um you know like these prototype humans um babies had to had to come out earlier like they had to come out like when their head head was smaller so they can actually you know be able to make it through the pelvis during childbirth and the drawback of that is they had to um come out of the how to be born very underdeveloped with cognitive ability and mo- and um, physical mobility to the point that they were basically helpless for about two years literally you can have you can give birth to a baby like, like you know what I'm saying? leave it on the table and the baby will just will just to just starve to death like like it's it's like it's nothing it will do it's like it's like more helpless than a turtle with you know that falls on his back with a shell with a shell and i mean, it's you know hands flying up in the air like it's like it's it's even more helpless than that like it's like it can't do anything to really defend himself um but the bad thing about that for the baby side of, of the psychological um situations is um you know, I think I think it developed like the most original, like um PTSD, which I call the help baby effect. But anyway, um, what it developed for the baby, I believe, is that it developed in the infant this concept of that. The only way you can survive is that you have somebody has to take care of you without you being able to do anything in return. Like that's the only way you can you can survive is have somebody take care of you because you, you can't you can't survive on your own when you're when you're that young. OK, like it don't matter if you, if you, um, you know, look, care about yourself, if somebody else don't care about you, you're going to die. So that was the first idea of, su- of survival that we learned as infants, that somebody has to take care of you. Um, luckily for humans, for the human baby is that the uh, most successful humans also developed um, all of these emotional um, attachments and um, tricks to keep themselves engaged, um, and be able to take care of the baby. Like when during childbirth, a whole bunch of different kind of chemicals are released. Um, those powerful ones being oxytocin. That when you know the mother has birth and experiences oxytocin, they associate these happiness and feelings of love to this baby, which and then allows this baby um, allows this parent to take care of this baby. Like if the baby goes to the bathroom, they clean it with a smile on its face, the bathroom on itself, clean it with a smile on its face. If the baby starts crying, the parents runs around and um you know take care of like like try to figure out what's wrong so the baby can you know can be safe, even though the the though if the if the if there's not not a lot of food, the parent will you know let the baby eat first before they eat. you know what i mean you know if both for for both parents you know man men experience it a lot too, you know love the kids for the same reason they experienced you know a, a phenomenon too which going through and um, having the um, you know the baby you know being born that you know that they know belongs to them and they they really really want to take care of the baby too um, you know have oxytocin in their blood have oxytocin in our blood too just probably not as much as, as women but it's there so it's a bonding chemical okay and that really really helps you know Loving your, um, you know, for the kid to be able to receive love unconditionally. Um, You know, on a side note, that's why I try to say, you know, that's why don't don't make your life aim your kids, you know, because, you know, you know, you got to find something that's a little bit um, more 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 stable than that. You know, it's because 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 loving your kids is not super, super difficult because you have all these emotions up in your head, you know, when when that happens. And that's and that's kinda helps helps you to, to love them, like despite as as spiritual growth. is how can you have love for, you know, a, a, an able-bodied human being that's that the same way you have love for for like 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 a child that you gave birth to, you know, without having all these extra emotions come through. But you know, I digress. Let's go back to what I was talking about. So that's why, you know, the baby can be um, you know, taken care of. Um but the problem is like once you become like around like two years old. Um, they start these emotions and the chemicals start to wear off like, you know, how um, I believe um, So her in this con this, this concept, you know, like for Tony Robbins He was saying like, you know, eventually it wears off and You have to figure out a way to earn love So then it becomes like more conditional Like you can't just go to the bathroom on yourself You have to learn how to get potty trained. You can't just cry all the time You got to learn how to use language and say things like I'm hungry. Um, I need to go to the bathroom um, I'm thirsty. You have to be able to learn these words you know, the parent's not going to just carry you everywhere. You got to learn how to walk, you know, and these type of situations are scary for a, a, a young, a young kid because uh, if they experience like, this like conditional love, they're still small enough that if they do the wrong things, I mean, they, they can do like the bare minimum on their own. But they still could 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 not survive um, too well if they were let They were abandoned. So this is really, really a scary sight because they're like, oh, man, if I don't. If I don't do what what they say I don't do what they tell me I, I I could die you know and that's when the shift happens and what happens the problem I believe is that um, most people never get over this like they try to do whatever the person says in the hopes that they believe that if they do what the person will say long enough eventually they'll they'll be able to go back to unconditional love that that eventually they can do enough. Of, of of conditional love for somebody to say hey you know what i'm just, i'm just going to take care of you no matter what you do and that is not how it generally works so that's the issue you know what i mean um and the the way that it manifests is is that um uh, that's why it's so difficult for people to you know be themselves and people are so afraid of being banished kicked out of the group because it feels like they're going to die you know um you know and you know, it's, you know, you know. A lot of times, you know, it's um. You know, um, they feel like you want to die. You know, and there is a little bit of truth. Like back in, you know, like back in the day, like um, even when we had like the small tribes. You got picked out and banished. It was kind of hard to do, um, with with survival. But um, I believe like a lot of it's not really too logical, especially like nowadays. Um, you've be able to survive a lot better. You know, um, you know, with, um, uh, uh, like you know, without your without your parents' protection at you that you would think but one way that so people don't want to go through with um being themselves because they don't want to be completely completely abandoned because they feel like they're going to die that comes from the trauma you experienced from when you were uh, an infant okay the helpless baby effect that's where that feeling comes from okay but the thing that you just have um to realize is that um you know you're you're not you're not a baby anymore you're not a helpless infant okay you actually if your parents if your parents or family member do does do disown you you are able to survive look at carolyn like she did have a situation where one of her parents disowned her and you know she still she still survived i mean i mean fun funny enough you know um her mother after she went and exposed what she did her mother actually supported her so now she has like a better relationship with her with her mom because she don't have to fake and be something that she's not. Okay, so it's some people out there that when you go through and be who you truly are, will accept you, and then you can check into a relationship. Some people gonna banish you, but it's it's not the end of the world. So that's one one thing that happened. Another thing too is that um, people how, how they how have, have come and not really finding you know their happiness and things like that is that they are constantly constantly because if you do not find like your life aim you know what i call the life aim your why other people call you know the purpose if you don't find something else the default why purpose or whatever is simply trying to find a way um to find somebody who will give you unconditional love that i will take care of you do everything for you feed you protect you without you doing anything in return and definition of love is giving somebody the power to destroy you with um and trusting that they won't use it. And another reason why babies are so, so easy to love that people don't really talk about enough is that we, um babies can't hurt you. They can't hurt you. Especially uh, before the age of two, they literally do not have the cognitive or physical ability to hurt you. Like 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 a like a like a like a three day old baby can't can't get mad at you because you didn't um you know buy them a toy and go steal your car they can't go you know go to a bar you know um and get drunk and do like um you know and then um do like junk driving and then you know try to blame you for it you know they can't they can't they can't they can't they can't run up like a gambling debt and then run to you for you to pay it off like they literally don't have the ability so it's easy for you to put the power in their hands to destroy you. when they can't use it it's a lot more difficult and dangerous to put it in that in somebody else in somebody's hands who's able-bodied who has the ability to speak who has the ability to make your life horrible it's like so able-bodied person can destroy your life if you give them if you if you try to give them unconditional love and that's what people don't realize that's what and so so that's what but unfortunately that's what people's default purpose is they want to try to have everybody in the world give them unconditional love aka the power to destroy them but without with and and just take care of them no matter what harm and damage they do and then the messed messed up thing is even after they destroy them they 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 want they want um they still want love you know what i mean like there was like um a story of like uh some type of viking king who um, who, who, who loved, who loved his brother very, very much, trusted his brother with everything. He was getting ready to go like, I think on a raid or something. Um, and he left, um, his wife with his brother, uh, trusting that his brother would, would protect his wife and you know, everything would be okay. It wasn't the younger brother of this, of this Viking, um, warrior actually went through and sexually assaulted his wife constantly when he wasn't, when he wasn't there. And then when his brother returned to find out about it, you know, and um, him and his friends proceeded to bring out their swords and axes and began to commit commit murder. His little brother was shocked. He he thought he thought that his brother was supposed to love him no matter what happened, and was shocked when 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 the rage came out. So that's what that's how deep this gets, you know what I mean? And I believe that's why people. Um, one of, one of, uh, so always try to have this goal to be rich and fame and famous um, because people that's why people always say stuff like when you make a lot of money they say why are you still working why are you still trying to do things once you have money because what people imagine when you have a lot of money is that you sit on the beach and have people take care of you because money is a trading tool it's a powerful powerful trading tool and the thing about this trading tool is that um about this training tool is that um, like 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 if you have a, like a bunch of money for a li- for at least for a, a limited amount of time you can exchange money for goods and services so if you have a lot of money there is a period of time where where you could have people take care of you feed you protect you. You know, do everything for you without you having to give no type of love in return. You can be closed up and angry and people st- could, could still help you. You can have somebody that that you personally hate, but they will still help you because you're exchanging money. OK, and that is what people keep driving um, for. But the thing about it is that no matter what you do, how much you give people money it's still going to be conditional love, not unconditional love like conditional love is not as good as unconditional love it's not the same love you had when you were were a baby conditional love is that they say okay we will help you as long as the, if you keep giving us money as soon as the money th- runs out we're not going to help uh, help you anymore we're not going to love you anymore okay and that doesn't feel as good so people are always going to be disappointed if you try to have money you know try to fill this void um i mean the the irony is is that if you really want unconditional love they had like a situation to where there was a you know a group of like people in the army who always people who like would try to go back to save somebody else who would like sacrifice their own safety to save somebody else put somebody else out of harm's way and you know in an in interview they always ask like why would you do this why would you go back and save save somebody else you have a family too nobody asked you to do it you're not going to make no more money why would you do it and the question always some variation of you know they'll do the same for me when somebody feels that somebody will, will love because with could love them unconditionally; they're more willing to love. Okay, so you actually have a more chance of actually getting unconditional love if you love unconditionally. But the irony about un- unconditional love is that you cannot love somebody unconditionally, so in return they can love you unconditionally. That that doesn't work. That actually makes a conditional love, which doesn't work. So you have to love us unconditionally conditionally and help them, even if they don't, even if they don't, you know, love you back, return the favor. Okay, so. That is why you know finding your life aim, your purpose, your why is so important because you gotta find something else because I believe that is the most destructive life path you can possibly take. Trying to find find people who will give you unconditional love, give give you the power to destroy them, and then supposed to be there for you no matter how much harm you do to them, and they supposed to just sit there with a smile on their face. Who what who who just accepts that? Even so, you find somebody like that, you will do so much damage to them, hurt them so much that eventually they're going to be in such a weakened state, they're not going to be able to help you. And then without them, you're not going to survive. It's just like a parasite. A parasite rarely tries to kill the host. It's just that their actions, um, them always taking all the nutrients, them growing larger and taking more nutrients, them not contributing nothing to make the body healthy, eventually creates disease, which lowers the lifespan of the host. And and when, and, when, and then when the host dies, the parasite dies. So it's just self destructive behavior, and that's what I believe a lot of people are on the path on. So part of, part of the purpose of what I do spiritual growth, you know, you know people out there who's working hard, um, you know, like Carol or Carolyn, Carolyn Jules, man, like, like 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 in our own different special ways, we're just trying to help reverse that. We're trying to do whatever it takes, like you know, to help you to actually to stop trying to do. Stuff things based on shame. That's what you're doing when you're doing the helpless baby syndrome. It's like you're just doing this because you feel shamed, And you feel like you have to do it. It's out of fear. Fear and shame and all these negative emotions. You have to forget all that and try to do things based on purpose, life aim. You have to figure out, um, you know, what problems and things you can solve. That's for the good of mankind. Once you do that and start putting unconditional love out there and universe yourself that's how you can you know make things better you know so that's pretty much it i've been on this a lot longer than i wanted to um i'm going to um sign off now um but yeah but just be sure to check out you know katherine jewels um i think i might put her um info over here maybe in the um description and um yeah just check her out she's really good just seem like a really good person with good energy that does, you know, that does what that does what she does for the right reason. So yeah, if you hit this Caroline, you know, um, Carolyn, Carolyn, sorry, Carolyn. I yeah, appreciate everything that you do and um Yeah, just just um just thanks for the stories, just being brave enough to be on your own spiritual growth journey. And uh yeah, got to stay cool out there and peace.